0: Ladies and gentlemen, I'm Mason Dosey, this is Adam Romano, together we are the philosopher, <laughs> the philosopher, and the comedian. Let's get started. Mason, what's happening? Not much, man. So we're starting a podcast today, right? We are starting a podcast two, today, two Very, very right primitive, now. premature, yes. this is the infancy of a podcast today. So it's not even born yet, but this is like the little babies. This is the seed being, 30 entering 30. the womb cool. of the, our podcast, yes. Cool. So we'll start it maybe by a conversation? Conversation. I love is it. that going to be like
1: all our podcast is?
0: Conversations? I think, so. I think our podcast is going to be conversations, jokes, um, random facts... Things we've watched, reviews. On facts Un-facts. <laughs> Myth. <laughs> I am so full of unfacts. I think I actually have more unfacts than facts. That's perfect. I know more fake things than real things, is what perfect. I'm saying. Perfect. Uh, it's going to be, you know, just uh, having dip- different types of people from different walks of life. We'll have some people art. to
1: talk to. Yeah. Me and you also.
0: Eventually, when we meet people, yeah. Perfect. Sure. <laughs> I don't know anybody. I am a loner by <laughs> nature. No, I mean, we know people, but uh, they're not interested. If I know you, I'm sorry. <laughs> if we've met, I apologize. Uh, no, it's, it's it, you know, comedy, art, uh, lots of stuff. So uh, are we still doing introductions? I think we're still doing introductions. Sure, of course so I, I, uh So I've been told by other people, I won't say I'm a comedian, but uh, other people have told me that I'm a little bit funny.
1: You kind of are calling yourself a comedian, though, if we're going to name the podcast, The Philosopher and the Comedian. So you can take some take some stuff about that one. Well, uh, you know. Eventually.
0: Okay, well.
1: Didn't he, mean to interrupt you, but... People
0: tell me I'm funny. Okay, all right, that's good. <laughs> people suck too, though. Uh, and then, you know, Adam here, he's into art and uh, artsy things. And uh, he's kind of a genuine down-to-earth guy who uh, I think is very easy to talk to. Cool. So that's cool. that's the premise of this. It's two dudes, uh, different mindsets, talking, friends forever. <laughs> and, uh, you know, uh, get some other people on here eventually. When we Perfect. meet them and uh, Have conversations. Perfect. So
1: But so what are you interested in this week?
0: Uh this week, just in general I mean, maybe any conversation.
1: Anything really. What's the, what's your interest right now? Uh I've been thinking about uh, getting into This party. month. We gotta introduce ourselves <laughs> to the to the to the community first. So generally what are your interests? Maybe um, not just now, but in general.
0: Interests. Uh I kind of like, things you like I like memes and I like <laughs> I like uh, conversations. I like listening to conversations. I like having deep thought with people who can actually have that because I feel like in today's climate, it is the hardest thing to do is to find somebody to just be like, hey, do you want to talk? Because usually they'll be like, no, we disagree. I have nothing further to say to you. You don't feel the exact same way I feel. You don't exist to me then. You are not exactly the same person as me. Therefore, you don't exist or you are attacking the person I am by not also being me. Yeah. So I feel like <laughs> it's very important. And ultimately, that's the thing I think I'm interested in most. Is Do you being, have
1: conversations often... With myself? Yes. Well, yeah, of course. <laughs> Do you have conversations often with people that are outside of your circle that are not related to maybe your work or business? Um, like, let's say, a conversation about politics, a conversation about philosophy, a conversation about movies you like. Do you yeah, generally so talk to people at the store, you know?
0: So in my current job, no, uh, not as much. I mean, a little bit. I work with the public. Outside of work, though.
1: Because you're at work, you're not going to have the same kind of conversation. But you, well, I'm most horrible. people wouldn't, but I'm an open book. <laughs> I'm, I'm a, a sharer.
0: <laughs> Somebody asks me, hey, man, how's it going? I'll be like, hey, you know what? this and i'll tell a marriage for stuff. like five
1: minutes for five minutes. minutes what's your name <laughs> and, oh yeah by the way mason uh <laughs>
0: no man uh so I, I mean i come from a long line of working with the public and, and dealing with people in customer service and stuff and you know I, I used to work at a place that's closed now so i, I won't get sued for saying it, it was hastings uh and uh I worked there for, like, 12 years, and I met all kinds of interesting people. I got to nerd out a ton, which is something. At work? At work. That's my, my job was to just literally sit and nerd out with people about video games, books, comic books. It was every
1: five minutes, someone, hey, have you
0: seen this movie? You and I'm Like, it? let me tell you. It was the best. It was the best. <laughs> and then, then the guys
1: are just like, could you just show me the movie? Like,
0: and I'll be like, yeah, <laughs> <I get it?" laughs> yeah, right over here. Uh, but no, man, uh, so I do have conversations. I mean, you know, I, I know people who are older, uh, your parents and their friends, I talk to them. I get a lot of slack on Facebook because people are so cut and dry. So if I say something where they're like, hey, this is the way it is, and I'm like, have you thought of this? Then they're like, you're anti-everything I stand for. And I was like, I was just asking you if you've thought about it from another point of view. So that's ultimately the conversations I like to have is respectful conversations with people. We can disagree all day. I I don't ever expect anybody to think like I do. You know why? Because I'm insane and I don't... Everybody's their own kind of crazy. I'm my own kind of crazy. I have my own weird philosophies on things. And it, it, with politics, like you were saying, with you know, specifically politics, I don't agree with 100% of any political point of view at all. There's just, it, and for anybody to say that they do is insane. I think that's a good
1: point. It's hard to be any kind of political because um, if there's some thoughts or something going on in the party that you are, you might not agree with all the thoughts or all the actions that that party might take. So do you have to be 100% in your political party? Do you have to agree with them 100%?
0: In today's climate, I feel like people do. I don't think you have to. And I think that that's ultimately the message that I would like to get across to people. I want, people, I want to talk to people who are so polar opposite of me and leave, leave the conversation with them going, I had no idea I could even get along with somebody like that. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. Just because you're pro this, I'm anti that. And realistically, I'm not really anti anything, but people just want to attach labels to everything. So if somebody's like, sure. I'm 100% Democrat, and I'm like, well, I, I'm a pretty liberal guy as far as a lot of the standpoints. I'm not religious. I'm an atheist. So more of the conservative right wing they're super christian catholic upbringing they have more of those like sh- very strict religious rules i'm more like i don't care don't hurt sure. don't hurt people sure. like that be a good person. person don't hurt people otherwise i don't think the government should really tell you what you are and aren't allowed to do and sure. they're like well the government should tell you that you have to do this and i'm like i don't think they should <laughs>
1: <laughs> respectfully respectfully here's a different opinion i also on.
0: don't think you should tell people how they should think or right. how they should speak it's just if you're not hurting anybody what you do with your life your body your mate your partner whatever it doesn't affect me absolutely man i'm, I'm like just pro happiness like if you're doing something that makes you happy and it's not directly hurting anybody else sure that's awesome that's that's it that's awesome yeah yeah <laughs> but to say that and today people are like you're either with us or against us and i'm like there is a middle ground in there.
1: I like to talk no. to people the same kind of way. Someone that definitely doesn't have the same opinion as me. It's exciting. Because I want to know what makes that person tick. You know? Yeah. And it's hard to talk to somebody like that sometimes. If you are so opposite, how do you find a, you know, a common ground? That's a good question. How do you find a common ground with people that, since you talk to people a lot, if you, if you come across someone that's so anti the stuff you say, you, you're not anti, what do, you, what do you do to someone in a conversation? How do you talk to them if they are the hard, anti this, anti that, anti this? The hardest, hard person to talk to.
0: I think the hardest part is just getting them to actually open up and have a conversation. When most people, especially. Like to sit down at the table? Yeah, no, the, the problem is most people don't have those conversations like this. Yeah. They have
1: those conversations. Let me tell you, I've like never this. really had this conversation either. <laughs> like this.
0: But any, I mean any conversation. I mean we hang out all the time, and uh, we have friends that we can hang out and talk to. We don't. <laughs> uh, but you know it's it's one of those things where too many people are trapped behind a screen where there's no consequences. There's no you're right one hundred percent of the time because when you're not, you can just end this, just swipe up, yeah, get rid of it. Yeah. I got the last laugh. Post your thing and then delete it. Yeah. You know, or just close your a... Facebook or close your Instagram or your Twitter or whatever. Troll and 101. Troll 101. Yeah. If you're if you start losing, post one more thing, give it five out. seconds,
1: out. There's gotta be a there's gotta be a slang word for that. I don't know. Yeah, I'm I not know. young and hip. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> uh,
0: but uh it, it's one I guess uh, for me what I try to do is I try to find common ground and to make them the biggest thing is everybody in, in today's world is so quick to call you an enemy. I am literally nobody's enemy. Everybody's like, oh, you're a crazy Trumper, aren't you? And I'm like, no. They're like, like, yeah, you are. And I'm like, why would you say that? You're straight, you're white, you don't have any big problems, and you don't like Joe Biden. And and I'm like, so that must mean that I'm like some huge Trump supporter. Yep. And I'm like, how about this? I don't like that we got here either. I, I mean, red and yellow makes Trump it's orange, it's what it is. And I don't like that we had to mix those colors to get a president, okay? I don't like it. (laughs) The black guy was good, the white guy been good, the orange guy, he does some cool things, some of his policies, but again, how much of that is a president versus how much is just everybody else who's there with intelligence who can speak? Like, I watched the presidential debate, it was like watching two toddlers yelling yeah. at each other for for two and a half hours. I watched the vice presidential debate, and I was like, these two people are so much better at speaking. Why are they not in charge of more of the speaking? Like, it's been four years. I think that was the first time I heard Mike Pence speak. Yeah. Straight up, in four years. I think that was the first time. And I was like, this guy can speak. Why does he not do more of the speaking? Get, get Trump off Twitter and just... Let this guy do the talking. <laughs> Trump has great... His, his uh, administration has good policies and good ideas, but the problem is people just hate who he is so much. <laughs> he comes out there with this big attitude, and he's just like, okay, tomorrow we're going to cure cancer. And then people are like, you can't cure cancer. What about all of us who like
1: having cancer?
0: And it's if Pence was like, we're going to help the suffering people, then they'd be like, oh, yeah, no, that makes sense. They're suffering. But he's just like, We're going to kick cancer right in the ass. And he's like, you can't say that. China hasn't done it, but we're going to do it. Our ratings are going to be huge. Like, it's so, everybody is so just all in or nothing. I'm not all in with any candidate. I've never been all in. I voted one time in my life, and you know who it was for? I hate to say it, people. It was for Trump. (laughs) I'm not proud of myself, but I mean, look at the options we were given. And, you know, there's a lot of people who say, you know, voting for a third party isn't a waste of a vote. How did Donald Trump get in office? How did he get Did
1: he win the popular vote?
0: How did he get in office? I don't know. He got in office because the House of Representatives voted him in. So over Hillary Clinton won the popular vote. Sure.
1: Sure. So we're talking electoral college.
0: Electoral college voted Trump in. Sure. Even if a libertarian like Joe Jorgensen or somebody were to have all of the votes. Wait, so who's Joe Jorgensen? Joe for those him. who don't know, for those who don't know, she is probably the best option we have. Is
1: she running right now?
0: She president? is running for president right now. She's a female. Um, she's uh, an independent candidate. She's not left wing, right wing. She has a lot of. She, she's pro marijuana, pro police reform. She kind of meets everything in the middle with a logical standpoint, and she's not controversial. She's not out there. I've never doing this before. at reporters. I've, I've never really, even heard of you this. know. No, of course you haven't. Why? have not Americans yeah. heard of this? Candidate. More Americans haven't heard of any third party candidate. I mean, sure. Gary Johnson ran in the last one, and I, I... would Exactly. Nobody knows. Nobody knows. You know why nobody knows? Because they don't have billions of dollars to pour into...
1: Well, regardless of billions of dollars to get advertising to let people know that you're running, what about something as simple as the political debate? When they have a debate between presidential candidates, there's a Democrat and Republican. That's it. Why isn't the independent allowed at the debates? That is the
0: question that Libertarians and, and third-party people have been asking for, for elections and elections now. It seems like
1: a while. There's always that third option, and we never know who that there's is. There's more than
0: three. There's more than three. There's there's five, six, seven. There's a ton. But the problem is, is that they don't have the backing. They don't have the funding. They don't have the support. They don't have the...
1: None of that should affect if their name becomes on the ballot or not.
0: No, it's on the ballot. Her name is on the ballot, I believe, in all 50. Don't quote me. In, I know at I least 48 you, out of 50.
1: I can tell you, in Arizona, there's Trump, Biden, and then Jorgensen. Yeah. And you just said that there's probably more people that are actually running. No, There's more. No, 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 no. What, I, mean, other what I meant by that Biden. was when
0: you said that there's only three parties. Here. Sure. There are more than three parties. Sure. Those are the three that have actually made it to the ballot. Sure. Understood. Um, Understood. But... Yeah, nobody knows. That's an unknown name on the ballot. No one knows. Nobody knows. Nobody knows. Nobody knows. You know, and uh, that's, I think, the problem is that there's not enough education for that. Um, because we've created a two party system that is so corrupt and so bullshit, it, it's. If we can have, and, and I'm going to be controversial, I'm sorry. Uh, if we can have 85 genders and we're all supposed to know them, how come we can, have, we can only have two political parties debate? You know what I mean? If we're going to have all these different things and just say that, okay, two is not enough, binary, binary, non-binary, we should have a goddamn non-binary political system where we have a third option, where somebody's like, hey, rational over here, Solid. haven't been getting the corporate money for years, I'm not in the pocket of every other company, I'm actually trying to look out for American people. You know why we don't hear about them? Because the money doesn't want somebody in the spotlight, who's actually looking out for the American people, who's just a person who wants to serve four to eight years and uh, do better for the country. And so uh, my, my, I guess my advice to the voters is, everybody says, uh, don't waste your vote on a third party. Waste your
1: vote on a third party if you don't believe the the thing: It is one No, is it is
0: 100% accessible. a waste right now. Sure. Even if we got 80% of the people to vote for a third party, the Electoral College would still overrule it. However, the more that we do that, the more the climate changes. If two, three elections in a row, we get a third party who gets 20, 30, 40% votes, sure. versus I think Gary Johnson only got like five or six, and at that point, that was a high for a third party candidate. If we keep doing that, then more money will become. You know? uh, one of the things I told somebody a while back is I, I don't even think I want to vote this year. I, I want to take a stand and feel like, well, if you don't vote, you don't have a right to complain. At the same aspect, I feel like all politicians are full of shit. They're they're fueled by money and greed and not as much by what the country actually needs. They're fueled by political gain and power and, you know, influence. So voting for somebody you know is corrupt because you think they're better than another corrupt person. What's the saying? The better of two evils? Correct. right? So if you, if you vote for the better of two evils but you know they're both evil, if it's like, okay, well we have Satan or, Satan or Hitler who would you vote for? I'd be like, well, I mean, Satan. He's red. He used to be an angel. I mean, is he, he might just be a party guy, and God was like, hey man, you gotta really, you're you 18 now. You gotta get out of my house. You can't keep having people over. Get the, get the hell out. You know, I don't, not to be biblical, but <laughs> kind of. Uh, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like Satan or Hitler, I'd probably vote Satan because I feel like he's probably less evil. It's just one of those things where, uh, in my religious point of view, which is zero religion, uh, it sounds to me like the story is there was an angel who was like hey man I'm not doing that and he was like you're gonna do what I say bro and he's like nah he's like get the hell out go to hell and he's like it'll be a party all the time. At the beginning
1: of that saying be- The beginning of that saying is literally God <laughs>
0: looking at an angel and going yeah man go to hell and he's like fine dad I'll take I'll take and like, is he really, do we know that for sure? I mean, God is the father of all <laughs> right am I wrong? Am I wrong? I'm sorry, (laughs) So God says go to hell. (laughs) Yeah, God tells Lucifer, go to hell. And he goes, fine, you're not my real dad anyway. I'm going to move out, I'm going to get my own place, and I'm going to make it party all the time. So when people say, you're going to burn in hell, is it really that? Because I feel like, if anything, hell is just a dude who's like, hey, they got harps and shit up there. We got rock guitar, man. Like, it's cooler down here. Like, if I, was, if I wanted to go anywhere, I feel like, why would somebody open up their own shop and be like, I'm going to torture everybody who also doesn't agree with the guy that I got fired from? It's like, you're fired as an angel. You go straight to, you're fired. And then, so he goes to hell, and then he's like, I'm going to open a place where I torture everyone who feels like me. That doesn't sound like anything. Anybody, anybody <laughs> in history. Like, if you got fired from a job, and you opened up your own company, would you be like, they better agree with the company that fired me, or I'm going to torture them?
1: So you think the devil, in a way to just piss off God further, when the bad, when God says someone is bad and sends someone to hell, the devil doesn't believe that that person is bad. and He says, just also thinks, well, they disagreed he, with you.
0: You said you have to do X, Y, Z. This person was like, I'm going to do Q. And you can't do Q. You have to do X, Y, and Z. And they're like, what? And so then God was like, what straight to hell? Yeah. And the devil's like, what man bro? And it was, the party's open.
1: I think Satan says bro a lot. A lot. <laughs> I think that's where it
0: came from, really. It's like, bro, my brother. Because everybody is his brother. Because all, we're all the son of God. And he's like, daddy doesn't like you either? Come on in, man. Our father has forsaken me, and he hath forsaken you. Welcome. Welcome, my forsaken bruh. Party all the time. My tie's in the corner, <laughs> back rubs over there, there's some ladies <laughs> over there. And if you like the fellas, I know he that might be what got you here. Back room for that, bro. We don't all need to see it, but more power to you. <laughs> okay? You know that I feel like that's how hell is. If there's a hell, it's exactly that. No, there's no room for interpretation for anybody. If there is a hell, it's exactly that. <laughs> so if you tell me God and Satan exist, there is a hell, I will say. Okay. Logically, you, I don't know think, it is.
1: you don't think there's torture going on
0: there, though. Right. What? If you think there's maybe a little. Let me that? ask you this. Let, let me, me ask, ask you this. If if you for none, if you worked for Android, okay, you worked for Samsung. Sure. And they were like, hey, and you were, what are you doing, bro? And you're like, I don't know. I feel like maybe we should have a better user-friendly platform that can sync up with you know iTunes or something a little bit more user-friendly. And they're like, that's blasphemy. Get the hell out of here. Would you then go? And, be, and start a corporation where you're like hey everybody I'm now the, the, the owner of this corporation we're gonna do things their way or if, if you don't fit in there I'm gonna torture you here
1: no you would welcome them with open arms right
0: if they're like hey uh I got kicked out of Android 2 would you be like well I guess I'm torturing you or would you be like cool man We'll figure this out. Yeah, join the party. Join the party. I mean, I said it. We're literally the island of outcast toys. You know what I mean? Like, you get kicked off that island. I started this island. Why would I, why would anybody be like, hey, that guy was like, go to hell. And you were like, all right, I will go to hell. And I'll make it something great. I'm going to make hell great again. (laughs) You get down there, and then you're like, hey, you got deported too? I'm going to torture you <laughs> because you didn't follow his rules, and neither did I. I'm now going to torture you for eternity. That doesn't even make sense. Definitely. That's that, that's honestly the biggest reason I stopped being religious. Was so you that were religious. specific. Oh, I grew you up. Grew I grew up, up religious. Up, I grew up religious. I went to church every Sunday, Wednesday, a uh, few different churches. I went Sundays with my sister and my mom to uh, twice a week. Twice a week. Sunday, Wednesday, Wednesday, Wednesday nights. Yeah, man. Yeah. I grew up very religious. Until about the time they started talking about what hell must be like. And I was like, wait, hold on. So what's the story? Sure. Yeah, this guy was like, hey, I'm not following your rules. And they were like, hey, get out. And he was like, cool. I'm going to torture people who are also cool like me. Why? Why would you do If If you were in a frat and they kicked you out and you were like, I'm starting my own frat, bro. And someone was like, hey, that frat sucks. They rule or I'm going to torture you. Why would you, why don't you torture somebody who also has the same views as you? Like, imagine if Hitler was doing that. He's like, Do you want to get rid of the Juden? Yes. I don't torture you now. I want to get rid of the Juden. And you're like, Me too. That's wrong. (laughs) I must torture you. To the (laughs) avenue,
1: go. What? To the avenue. Do you think Hitler is torturing people in hell? No. At all. Not at all. He's just partying. I don't believe in hell.
0: Oh, yeah. But if there is a hell, I think Hitler's down there like, There aren't very many Juden here.
1: It's fantastic.
0: (laughs) The Juden are all such great people. Yeah, because they've all gone to to heaven. They probably, probably. I mean, they have a religion, for one. And for two,
1: if you follow the religion, the
0: perk is heaven. I think most non-extremist religions, you know, and when I say extremist, I mean like the terrorist organizations that use religion in the name of doing terrible things to people. Mm Hey, most religions Mm -hmm. is a guideline of being a good person. I'm not anti religion. I'm anti people telling me I need to be religious. Some people need that to be a good person. Moral guidelines. You know what I mean? I've had friends who have gone to prison, come out, found God, and they're way better people. They're doing usually phenomenal. I, I know alcoholics who have quit, found God, stayed sober, and they have a purpose. Sure. I'm not saying by any of this that I'm anti religion when I say I'm atheist. I'm just saying it's not for me. Sure. Same reason kale's not for some people. I like it. Other people are like, cheeseburger. Yeah fogged arteries and, you know, diabetes. I like to take a little bit better care of myself, so I don't do that. But, you know, to each their own. You know, uh, some people have to hit a rock bottom and then the thing that brings them out is what I consider an imaginary, you know, story. Whatever it is, if you read a good book and it makes you, or you watch a movie and it changes, the, you know, it's an art form. I, and I feel like that's what the Bible is. It's the greatest art that's
1: ever existed. Spirituality and religion
0: in itself is an art form? It's an art form, exactly. It's, cool. the, it's probably the greatest art form because it has transformed <laughs> so many cultures over millennia. Yeah. Like literally since the dawn of human creation, religion has, it, all sorts of religion it's an art form. It's a story told, passed down by generations, probably changed over time. I sure. Bible, even Catholicism. There's you know, the King James Version, Old Testament, New Testament. There's all these different versions of the same religion. Whichever one you believe, if it makes you a better person and it makes you take better care of your family, sure. not cheat on your wife, not punch a girl in the face, and just be a good human being, then I'm for that. Yeah. But I'm, I'm just saying, for me, it doesn't take that to be that person. For some people, they need that. I'll go to hell if I don't do this. For me, hell is here on earth. You know what hell is for me? Being alone. Dying alone. I'm a very social person. If I beat my wife and I don't take care of my kids, you're gonna die alone. I'm gonna die alone. (laughs) I know my body eventually will give up on me, and I want someone there to help me through it. You know, it's kind of a selfish thing, but at the same time, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm a person who I I don't ever I don't like being alone. Alone is bad for me. It's bad. I'm the worst when I'm alone. The absolute worst
1: so the act of staying progressive and productive helps you helps you to be a better person yeah so
0: i i can't not be doing something um for the viewers a little bit more of an introduction i'm a sure. former drug addict like i was uh in high school i was um, on a lot of bad drugs from coke meth weed pills and uh, I got really, really bad into it. Uh, I mean, when I graduated or in 10th grade, the year before I graduated in 11th grade, I, uh, I was 96 pounds. Same height I am now. Six months ago, I was Tall. twice that.
1: You're, I, was, you're taller than me. I you. was
0: 195 <laughs> a few months ago. Like, <laughs> double, double the weight. I was double the weight, you know, at, at, at 31. And now I'm 32, and I've lost a little bit of weight. and down to like 165. But it's still so much. I mean, 165, I still don't look like a big guy. I'm, I'm a... A a relatively skinny guy. Everybody who sees me is like, "Oh, a skinny fuck." You know what I mean? Everybody who knows me is like, "Look at this skinny guy." I was unhealthily thin, and uh, for me, that's that's one of the big things is that when I recovered, I, I learned this about myself. I'm I'm terrible when I'm alone. Mental health is a big problem in my family and a big problem with a lot of people, and for me. Being alone, being bored—it's actually boredom. That's the number one thing. I grew up in at the, at the very beginning of uh, the internet age, where it was like, oh, you mean I can just watch porn by doing this? Oh, I can listen to a song by doing this? Oh, there's people at the other end of this? Yeah. So it was such constant instant gratification yeah. that I never learned. That was very young in my adult in my childhood, so sure. I never learned how to deal with that
1: we could relate that to modern children 100 percent. 100 when you're developing in such a strange way because of this mm-hmm. new technology it's going to affect your psyche then and for a long time after is what yeah no I, saying i'm saying i know it's weird that we're starting a podcast but i actually try to stay off of technology
0: <laughs> um as a like a escape like i used you're to true. just sit there and dive in for hours okay. and i try to not do that because for me <clears throat> that's Dangerous. Yeah, man. That's uh, unhealthy. I start living too much in my head and into this instant gratification, instant like, am I good enough? Do you like what I posted? And I don't care about any of that anymore. For me, it's it's uh, you know, this last. And honestly, a lot of people are doing a lot worse from this pandemic. And I don't poo-poo that at all. A lot of people are in positions where their entire livelihood has been shaken. I've been lucky enough and blessed enough with the decisions me and my family have made over the last several years that it did not affect us financially as much as a lot of other people, but it did free up some time to actually think and realize what's important. When everything's shut down and you can't go to the bar, you can't go and meet with your friends, you, you have to kind of you know work, come home, work, come home. This year has been a huge um, a check for me, like a, a self-check, like what is important, okay. How do I achieve these goals? This podcast was one of the things that, you know, talking about this earlier in the year with you and then being like, we can actually do this. And then uh, talking about starting, you know, talking with some people who I know who do stand up and things like that and wanting to break out into doing things like that as nerve wracking as it is. Okay, what do I have to do to get there? I have to invest less time in bullshit. Okay, I got, I woke up one day weighed myself and I was almost 200 pounds. And, and not saying anything's wrong with being 200 pounds, but for my own personal life, that was an unacceptable amount for my size, my bone structure, my body, I was unhappy. And I, and I knew it, I knew that there were things that were, I, I knew I was unhappy and I was struggling with my own bullshit and mental health, but I didn't know why until the realization. Sure. I'm too much person, Sure. I'm too much person, I waste too much time, I'm too lazy, I'm not dedicated enough having the extra time from this quarantining and this all this lockdown and all this stuff has made me erase things that are time wasters. Spend more time, allot my time differently, and really focus on what's important and what I need to do to chase my dreams, to show my kids that those positive things and, and to just spend more time with them, spend more time with the wife, spend more time writing, and just really focus on what's important. Yeah. Yeah, and you'll always regret not doing the important
1: thing. That's not true. Well, that's, that's not true. Right. You can regret working hard.
0: I imagine laborers.
1: Laborers. I people, imagine
0: people very, very successful. Their body CEO. gives out,
1: or or even that. I very CEO. much imagine sometimes that's a real, very, you know, very real thing. You lose your family when you become very, very successful if you choose to put the wrong things. Well, First. if that's, yeah, that's not what I'm doing. Uh, <laughs> Cause that's, that's career
0: stuff. Like, sure. And I did that. I traveled the country and it was gone. I mean, when my youngest was born, I was gone two, three weeks out of a month and only home for a week. And I spent that week basically sleeping, doing laundry and packing for the next trip. Yeah. And I did that for a couple of years for the, for the last company I worked for to try, you know, at 20 something, we just had a new baby and I basically left my wife at home yeah. without a second person helping raise the kid. And it it was taxing for her Mm -hmm. and it caused a lot of problems. So I understand, yeah, that's absolutely, wish I didn't work so hard. However, (laughs) because I worked that hard, it was able to get me into, when that company closed, to get me into a position where I can make as good of money and not have to do that. Absolutely. So I started, you know, pretty much right where I left off with a new company and now I don't travel. I got one meeting a month, one day a month, I have to go to Las Vegas, (laughs) three hours away. That's fine. I'm not home any later than if I were here in town. I go there. I leave here at
1: 6 a.m. I'm back by 7. So having time to reflect at home during an interesting year we've had, that brought you back to family. What can I do to have Ah, time with my family? Hey, don't 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 put me on blast like that. Okay. So it brought me back to family, but it also brought me back to,
0: for the first time since I had a family... I'm focused on myself. That that
1: that's a very good point. You, I, I've not. been
0: a dad and a husband first for a very long time. I wasn't always the greatest husband, but I was always a fantastic dad. I was a terrible husband early on, <laughs> but this year has you know has got me to go. Okay, my kids are older now. My wife's working. You know, when she was stay home, it it had to be that way. Sure. I had to be provider, provider, provider we're both working, we're both making a good living for, the, for here, you know? And uh, now it's, okay, what is it that I want to do? What are the things that I feel sure. like I skipped on because I had kids young? Not like it was a bad thing, but to go back to what, what was it, what were my, my dreams? This whole time, <laughs> this whole last 12 years, it's like kids, 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 wife, 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 work, work, work. All very important. All very important, Wonderful. but now as there's as well. a time. And the kids are older and they don't require as much physical stuff. You know what I mean? Like I don't have to clean up after them. I don't have to feed them. They make their own sandwiches. They get their self breakfast. It's a lot easier once they get older. So now it's like, okay, they need attention and they need love. They don't need somebody to babysit them and hold their hand all the way. They're older now. Freeze up time what is it I wanted to do?
1: Yeah. Like yeah. <laughs> music
0: and, and comedy and arts and just fun, you know, fun, productive things. Not like fun. Like I had in my early twenties before the sure. kids where it was party, 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 sure. drugs, drinking. It's fun. Like what's fun to me now is way different. It's fun to me now. is like, Hey, you want to have cool conversations and maybe play a board game? Sure. <laughs> like, Hey, do you want to get together and, uh, find a cool like murder mystery game like what you know like with interesting people Sure. I used to spend my time filling it with the company of people who were only around because I was toxic to myself and they thought it was funny yeah you know you knew me back then I I put myself through the ringer a lot and I was kind of the life of the party but uh, at
1: your own expense
0: at my own expense but people that I thought were my friends were really I was just their (laughs) enemy. and it took me a long time to get there. Enough about me! (laughs) Tell me a little bit about yourself Mr. Romano. Uh, What is it that you enjoy? What are your passions in life?
1: I like to make art first and foremost. So that's what I do. A long time ago I said that's what I'm gonna like to do all the time and for a moment for a little while I told myself that wasn't a thing, you, can, you can't be successful at that. But I told myself that in a way of like, I, w- I didn't make it a hard sentence, you know. I said, in my own mind, it's kind of my dad's voice talking, yeah, you can make art, but how do you make money at it? That's the key. Kind of that, that kind of became the question. Yeah. So for a while, um, I didn't understand how to make money out of it. And I wanted to be a tattoo artist. I wanted to be, let's rewind. Before that, I wanted to be an artist. The earliest memories I can have of what I'm going to do with my life come from spending time with my grandmother because she was an artist for like 50 years. Her whole life, she was a working artist. She worked as like an advertising artist in like the 50s and 60s. Uh, she, that's good. It was interesting because I found out after she passed that she went to school for art and for fine art and got a job actually working in advertising. You know, so what was nice is when she passed, I've got all these like folders of beautiful calligraphy of XYZ storefront little design that she would make. And then a, f- uh, a few other folders and more designs, you know. And I didn't know she did advertising. I almost went into advertising when I got out of high school because I thought it would have been funny to see. To you me. know, right? <laughs> Knowing you now, if you would have I don't know if I would have been. I probably would have been really successful, but I felt like, when I, I didn't go into advertising because I would have gone to art school, and I would have gone into advertising. And I don't want to push products. I want to make products. I want to make things. That's one of the things I told myself, so when it came down to like a month before going to this art school, I said, no, cancel it. I'm gonna go work at a random job. I don't know what I'm gonna do because I'm not gonna make my heart feel that way by making a living from art. But how can I make a living from art? And that's when I came back to, I'm gonna be a tattoo artist. So I started to tattoo and I, Learned how to tattoo from a traditional standpoint. An apprenticeship took me a long time and I did nothing other than cleaning, small work, learning how everything worked for a long time and then I started to slowly learn how to do tattooing. Um, My mentor, Pat Jackson, what's up Pat? He taught me and he gave me a skill that I can now make money out of art. And that was my in to be a fine artist. Because we grew up in Lake Havasu. To pause there, I grew up in Chicago. In the summer times, we would be in the carnival business. So my summers, my whole life, I'm in a carnival. and It's very, very crazy. And in the winter time, we would live in Key Largo, Florida. So I grew up here. Well, you know, I grew up in Chicago, and I grew up in Florida, and then I'm 10 years old, instead of that back and forth, then our winter times, I come out here. I'm a young guy. I met you. We've known each other since then. Forever. So <laughs> I still lived out here going to school, and every summer, we'd be in Chicago right. in the carnival business. It's I say that, and it's kind of like this ephemeral, like, ghosty idea, like, what does that even mean? But that's... That's what I did, right? Um, To get back to the original point of your first question, I felt from a very early age that I was freak show kind of... I wasn't a freak show. We didn't have a freak show then. But I really liked that kind of stuff. And I started to really like the history. And I started to like feeling like an outcast. Because I grew up like an outcast. So I knew that I wanted to be heavily tattooed from a young age so those three thoughts when I was a kid were like there I want to be heavily tattooed I want to be an artist I want to make tattoos yeah so how do I make that all happen um we've, we've done well so far I've been doing pretty well I I've known studios. some your satisfied clients I mean I know yeah. The guy yeah
0: <laughs> I mean there, there was a guy that we know together yeah uh, Who who was like I think your first tattoo on a real human other than yourself sure and uh
1: No complaints. It's great. It's great. And I'm still doing it, and I love it so much that I have my own private studio now, and I have traveled with this tattooing thing, and I love it so much, and I have gotten to the point where I can step away from it a little bit. Like You got to have a wife and a kid, and for years, that's what you were doing. Yeah. During the same time, I was married to this tattoo thing, man. And that's what I did, and I traveled the country, I went to pretty much every couple years, I would go live at a different place, I would go to different cities, I would go to different conventions, or what we call guest spots, where you just work right. at a person's studio, um, for years. And then I, when, I, when I came back home, now I've been here for about five years, Eventually that turned into me owning a studio, doing for myself, meeting my missus, (laughs) now I'm married. And so now we have more in common on that edge. It's, It's a really crazy life. And so all this is happening wonderfully. My life is like coming to a beautiful point. I get to work and tattoo and make art and I'm married. I get to hang out with my friend all the time. We're living in the same town. And then 2020 happens. So what do I do? I do the same thing that you were talking about earlier. I got to reset myself. And thank God I'm okay through this and my family is okay through this and it was weird and crazy, but we're alive and everybody's good. I've always lived my life like tomorrow you can die. Right. So I'm not afraid about 2020. Yeah. I've been I've been afraid my whole life. But I've always been, been, been in pandemic mode to say Yeah, off. man. Because you're done tomorrow if something yeah. happens. So it's that idea when I was young was like, chase that dream, man. So, yes. like I said, I, I kind of gave myself that back talk. How can you make it possible? You can't be an artist. Not everyone can be in entertainment. Not everyone can be an actor. Not everyone can be a f- fine artist. Not everyone can do that job. You might be able to, though, if you try. You know what I mean? So why not try?
0: That's where we differ. So I feel like we went completely opposite on that. You chased your dreams first. <laughs> and then out of the gate, yeah. Out of the gate. And then you I tried to. I tried and then the you found the woman. And now you're talking about family and the future and all this stuff. So you, you're like, dreams, dreams, dreams. Okay, I have my dream. I have my shop. I'm an artist. I'm established. I have clients. I have my own shop. I have this. I, I know people in the art community all over the country, all over the world now i'll have a family and i was yeah. like i was like i was gonna have a family yeah i mean my you, my oldest isn't biologically mine but you know even in high school you know me, have a helpless romantic i was like i want kids <laughs> and girls at 14 15 16 they were like you're crazy and i was like want well, to have a baby and they were like no we're children and i was like come on and they were like no and then i got with somebody and they ended up pregnant it turned out not to be mine darker skin than mine, uh, the baby, not not the woman, she was lighter skin than mine, the baby was about that color, uh, and so, you know, obviously, Alfie, not mine, still had to get a paternal test because she was, you know, a maniacal evil human being who was like, I know this baby's dark, but child support, and I was like, nobody's going to believe that's my baby, like, <laughs> if I say so, they will. And I was like, I guess I gotta pay $500 and get stuck with a needle. And they're like, yeah. So I did that. Party, 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 party. Me and the wife. Ever since then, no looking back, it's just been dad mode. You know, I I finally got what I, my ultimate dream was, I want to have a family, I want to have kids. And I want to have it young enough to where I can still relate to them, you know? like I.
1: You're putting that on me now. No, no, no. I'm no, going to be that no, old guy no, 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 with no, the I, children, man. So I told
0: you, my, 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 uncle, my uncle had kids. His, his, he's my parents. He's actually, I think, a year older than my dad. His kids are younger than my children. His three daughters, younger than my kids. Yeah. Well, ranging from younger than my oldest to also his youngest is younger than my youngest. So he's got three kids all after I had kids. And he's 20 years older than me. I can't imagine, I barely have the energy now to keep up with my own children. I can't imagine having more children, he's got three, I only have two, and being 20 years older. (laughs) That's not, no, no. When I'm 20 years older, you know what's going to happen, like imagine me now at 50, you know how old my kids are going to be? You're 50 now? No, I'm 32. Uh, When I'm his age. You now versus if you were at 50. When I'm 52. Sure. My oldest is going to be 32. Or. Yeah, 32, 33. Way different. That's like the same age my dad and me are. Best friends. My dad's my best friend. We're still young enough to get along. When his daughter is in her 20s, he's going to be in his 70s. That's a whole lot of difference. 70-year-old people and 20-year-old people don't have a whole lot of common ground, and I feel like your body's
1: giving out on you at that time. Yo, right now, our president... Isn't this is, is Everyone that's running... They're 70s. 72. It's 73. insane. It's insane that we have that option. It's interesting you only that you have to be 35. <laughs> More, like, literally.
0: There are 380 million people in this goddamn country. Most of them are between 30 and 70. <laughs> Yet, <laughs> our options are mid-70s. Well into their 70s. A couple years at least. Those are our options. We got these two old guys. What about all these younger people? Fuck them. What? There's no younger point of view? Don't care. These people, they have the following. I mean, come on, there's so many people, there, there's literally, there's, what? what is the math on that? 40 years? There's 40 years difference. You mean to tell me in that 40 year demographic, 380 million people in this entire country, we do not have a better choice. <laughs> Our best choices are people knocking on the, The door of death. They're they're two guys who are just like tail end of business, you know what I mean? Like, nobody is as sharp in their 70s, except maybe Stallone. Like, he looks good. But uh, in their 70s, I don't think. How are you as sharp? Like, I would take a 50 year old guy. Like, our, you know, they're 65. Your dad's what, 65? Somewhere between my My dad. My dad is like 40, alright. But he (laughs) looks it. He's doing great, man. But between my dad and your dad's age, I feel like those are the wisest years. You know what I mean? After that, you start to lose your head. Before that, before that you're too full of bullshit. I feel like 50 to 65, perfect damn candidacy. You know, 45 to 60 even. Perfect! Before that you're too young and stupid. No one's gonna take you seriously. After that, kinda old. Why are you here? why do we not have candidates since like jfk there's really not can we get somebody in here (laughs) all i'm saying is there should be some middle ground like it shouldn't just be old rich white guys there should be some middle ground of diversity in age background there's a black woman there (laughs) is she like (laughs) is she is she though like to say like i'm a black woman but I'm also responsible for a huge amount of black people who have been incarcerated for bullshit drug crimes. Are you really? Like, that's like the same thing as saying Eminem's a typical white guy. <laughs> is he? <laughs> is he, though? I mean, he grew up in the hood. All of his friends are, you know. Okay. No, no, I, I like, agree
1: with you. I agree with you. Joe Eminem Biden, does not represent me. Joe Biden is a rich, white guy. He doesn't represent my thoughts and opinions. Correct. Donald Trump is a rich, rich old, white, white guy. He doesn't represent my thoughts I and mean, opinions. 20. I don't even think the vice presidents would represent my point of view. I no. don't, you know no. We, we just need a candidate who better
0: represents the future, because I, I feel like at some age, so you kind of check out. So, so you, think 70, you would represent the past values of America? Let, let me ask you, at 72, 75 years old, do you feel like investing in the future of the country? I, feel, I would feel tired. You'd feel tired like I would feel tired. T- I don't give a shit what tomorrow brings. So, I probably won't be here. If I fuck it up for 20 years from now, I'm not going to be here to deal with the consequences. What fair I'm point, saying is
1: fair point.
0: get somebody who has to deal with the repercussions of their actions because they're going to be alive for it. You know what I mean? If you have a president who's on death's door, he's at that final ages of life, 70s, 80s, they're not going to be here to deal with the consequences of all the shit that they put in place. That If you get somebody 50s, 40s, even early 60s, They'll be here when like 20 years from now, you know, 10, 15 years from now, when their policies really form, when you can actually feel, because you can put policies in place within a couple of years, and you don't
1: have the repercussions of them. At first you're like, oh, sure,
0: yeah, this is great. Sure. Or well, this
1: it's... is bad now, but it didn't get to mature until it would be good. Correct. Both both of Yeah. You it might be really money.
0: hard to get socialized medicine and things like that. It might be a deficit to America. It might really, really struggle, but I'm sure You're that talking about like, universal health care anything like sure. that. I'm sure that there's a fruition at the end of it. Sure. But it takes a decade to get there. Sure. Same thing as cleaning up the inner cities. It's gonna be really financially hard and at laborious the at the, to the beginning the thing to try exactly. to do that and to try to restructure those communities into not fearing the police, to have police reform and have them trust police. You know, if you did police reform, it wouldn't be overnight, people would just be like, oh, they're reformed. Okay. Same with drug addicts. If you're, if you have a brother who's been a drug addict his whole life, and then he gets out, and he's like, "I'm reformed." You're like, "Yeah, but still, I'm not going to trust you with my kids or uh, to watch my house while I'm on vacation." <laughs> it takes time to build the trust of people back up. So, anything you do of of substance does not just you sign a bill and it just becomes immediately fruit or immediately bad. It might seem really good at first, like, "Oh, these policies seem great," right. but then after time. You're like, this is garbage. Or it's interesting, too,
1: because it could be looking really good short term. Yeah. And when long term effects start to happen. And that's all I'm saying, is we
0: need somebody who's going to be here for the consequences. I mean, you got (laughs) not that I agree with Jimmy Carter, but he was still around 20 years after his presidency going, I can see what I did. Right or wrong, I'm not here to judge that. But he was still around to see that. So then, when he speaks, there, if anything, I might have talked to you, or maybe I talked to the wife about this a while back. I think that there should be a council of presidents. If you're a president, like Bill Clinton, they still call him Mr. President.
1: Sure.
0: Biden, they still call him Vice President Biden. Sure.
1: He's not Vice President now. So, what if the president could go into the back room and all the other presidents were there? I think anything
0: of substance and important, we elected all of these people for however many times. There should be a council. Presidents president
1: it sounds like a superhero thing. Yeah, it's
0: like the super friends of presidents. You know, you got Obama in there with his pen just Alright, do not agree with the things you are saying. And then you got Clinton who's just like, Hey man, you know, whatever. Like they don't they don't care. And Bush is like you know, you get a group of people who have done this job. And they're like, insight, like this is hard. This is a Think about this. Have you thought about this, this, and this? Sure. There should be a better way than just some guy with a pen. Executive orders are mind blowing to me. That's the some, fact. That's a monarchy type. The bullshit. fact that just one guy could just be like, uh, Congress could veto and be like, "We don't like this," and he's just like, "Thank you." Love. That's some King Henry VIII. I mean, and I'm not saying Trump's the only guy who did it. Obama did it. Every president. Every president, they get their little, their
1: little pen, they lick it, and they go, "Fuck you." Let me put a point to that. it. That's too much power to Let yeah. me I agree. And let me put a point to that. Recently, I believe that fact, I'm gonna throw some facts out here that are probably unfact. Unfacts. Unfacts. Yes. Love unfacts. I'm gonna say more recent presidents have done more executive orders. Yeah, last two three. Last two to three. It's in in you know Bush and on. Well let's if you looked at a, a timeline of this is a long timeline of all the presidents past until now. This chunk of, let's say, the past more than 10, 20 years, say about 50 years, those presidents have, I would venture to say, made more executive orders than Probably all the rest combined. Probably, because yes. the executive order was not something I would have believed that these founding fathers would have wanted to use, or even because it was the, was the second respect. generation or third generation. That's, That's because the they're still coming off of the idea of the monarchy. So why did we leave? England to create the United States of America. We wanted to get away from a monarchy. A system right? of checks and balances. Sure, correct. Okay. So when you have the executive order being utilized X amount of times in the past 50 years, how much does that become a, monarch. a, a it, monarchy? In a
0: monarchy. Or a dictatorship, sure. 100%. Exactly. And and I feel like you're, you're absolutely right. In the last 30, 50 years, it's been used exponentially more and that Yeah, I would that, say that? That's and, the problem not just with presidents, that's the problem with people. Too many people think that their opinion is more valued than the masses. And same with the House of Representatives or the or the electoral college vote. Sure. The fact that the masses vote and still it can be overturned sure. by people who have a political gain. Who in represent the mass, who represent they represent the people, but do they really? If the how how can you, we represent the people more than what they voted for? Right. How? How is that even a damn thing? We're like, I know that the people said they want this, but we have the people's best interest in mind. They don't want exactly what they said they wanted. Like, like I said, I'm not saying Hillary Clinton should have been president. That would have been even worse than what we're dealing <laughs> with now. But what we're dealing with now is also terrible. There is, there is no right or wrong in this except every, every candidate is wrong. And the fact that we vote, voting is a waste of time. Everybody that says, you have to vote. You can't complain. My thing is, how many people voted for Hillary Clinton, and they won, and they're complaining about Trump. They have every reason to complain about Trump. Or
1: every right to complain. Or every about right, it.
0: because they were like, we won. Yeah. We right. won, and yet this orange man is here screwing the country over. Now, what if Hillary would have won, and then she's the Nazi Germany president that we have, and in a pantsuit she's the dictator in a pantsuit signing executive orders making everybody's life terrible do you think would they still have a right to complain that's my thing is you you say if you don't have if you don't vote you don't have a right to complain but if you were the one if you were one of the people who helped them get there i feel like you have less of a right to complain because like i feel like people are like you're a trump supporter i'm not i just feel like i can't complain because i helped him get there i was like hey this guy Sure. And now he's doing all this stuff that I'm like, he's weird and wacky, and I knew it. I voted for him damn well knowing the train wreck I was going into. I voted for him for two reasons. One, this will be
1: interesting. That was reason number one. I would one. like to know how many people actually voted for him based on that thought. Just, this will be interesting. This, will, this is new. And, and I think that's, that's honestly, I feel like, why he
0: won. Is we've had career politicians who've been in politics 30, 40, 50 years. Preach. And fucking up our country. And then we have some rich guy who's just like, I was so emphatic what he's saying. I want to do things different, and I'm like, you want to do things different? He's like, yeah. Well, and I'm like, okay. What's that mean? He's like, well, like, like the Mart? No. Like the Greens? No. Well, okay. Well. I voted for him and people are like, you're hey, racist. I'm not racist, I just didn't want a career politician. I didn't want somebody who's already been screwing things up for 40 years. Like like Joe Biden, the reason I will not vote for Joe Biden, even though I think probably a better option, probably, probably, like realistically, probably. He's definitely a more prolific speaker, a more uh, intelligible person, even though he falls asleep at the podium. He's 100% more intelligent speaking like, like, you look at Obama. I, I, my family hated Obama. Hated him. But when I watch the guy, I watch a guy who commands and leads with actual leadership. I'm a leader in the business I run. Leadership. If I went to work every day and just started yelling and tweeting and pointing at people, nope, nobody would take me seriously. So I guess, in in short, better options. That's what we need. Better options. We've got to... You know, we're coming to an end, I guess this introduction turned into a rant, it's gonna happen a lot, probably knowing me, but you know, uh, this is our podcast, we're here to talk about whatever, and uh, good, bad,
1: change. Change is what we need. Change is what we need. I think the thesis of our conversation, outside of just being an introduction, has been, you know, we don't agree with what's happening, to make a change. So, how do me and you, Joe, nobody, and Joe, maybe somebody. How do we make a difference? Well, we want to try to be an example to people on maybe how to have a conversation. Have a conversation and question more things. Sure. Don't settle. Sure.
0: You got real loud when you said that. Don't settle. Don't settle. It's like, hey, you married that girl you knocked up? Right. Yeah. Do you love her? No. Don't do that. No. Don't do that. Love her. Love her. Yeah. Or love somebody yeah. else. Yeah. <laughs> Find happiness. It yes, doesn't yes. have to be an orange guy and a sleepy dude. It could be anybody. It could, it could literally be anybody else, and we'd be in a good, pretty good spot. <laughs> so uh, my message to the people, stop. Stop it. Vote elsewhere, please. So um, that's all we got tonight. You know, this has been uh, The Philosopher and The Comedian. Take your pick on who's who. I don't even know.
1: I don't even know. It's going to be a mystery. Oh, yeah. We're going to remain in a mystery. Yeah.
0: <laughs> That's all folks.